ain't gonna lie, I love that intro music, man. It's good stuff. It is. You did I, good. You did. I, good. We did good. We well, did that together, brother. I, I, yeah, you're 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 the brains. I just I just got an ear for it. You know what I mean? I think where there's more there's more there that we can work with. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right. Hey everybody, welcome to. Uh, I, I guess we're gonna say talk uh, talking sports with Hoot and BT. Uh, at least. That's where we're at right now. You guys can send us a message and like suggest a yeah anything a, you think is catchy. Yeah, like a name for this show because eventually it's not going to be uh, listed on the same like catalog as all the rest of the Hoot Hobbs. It's going to have its own separate feed, its own yeah. separate thing. Everything on it will be its own separate entity, except you will have uh, it will be under the Hoot Hobbs show umbrella. Yeah, because our show is we have a we have a lot of things in oh, irons in the fire as we call it. Indeed. So speaking of irons that got extremely red hot, uh, what has happened lately in sports is that's significant for us to talk about. I can't really think of any. I know right. last week my brackets went to absolute <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. whatever happened on that first Thursday, it just was like a dumpster <laughs> yeah. fire from there. It's like everyone has Kentucky going to the Final Four, and they're gone. <laughs> you know? But uh, let's see. What what was it that happened? Oh, yes. Big brain moves by Hoot, right? So I, I want to go ahead and say that I went on record on Facebook, on this recording, and I've, I constantly said that Arkansas would win against the number one seed, Gonzaga Bulldogs, Okay. Um, and then yesterday I went, I took to Facebook yesterday morning before the game and I was like, Arkansas by five. I said what I said. Yeah. You posted it on Facebook. I believe you posted it on your personal Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. You went out there on a limb. You've been calling this from the beginning. You've true. You said mid season that the Arkansas Razorbacks were going to win the national championship. Yes. I did did say that. And And then Colby and I looked at you like, what? Yeah, and now you're kind of like, oh, what? No, this team that that team that played last night can beat anybody in the country. That team can beat anybody. Like, okay, so I I do have to apologize to the Razorbacks. It was no disrespect meant when I said by five, but uh, I will correct myself. The Razorbacks actually won by six. So you know, felt you had to justify. Yeah, and I do apologize to Muss and 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 the Razorbacks. No disrespect. Uh, None meant at all, boys. Uh, Hey, back home, we're still cheering for you, man. Go get out there in San Fran and and, and tear it up against Duke now. So that is the coming conversation. Is now we have the Duke Blue Devils, who is an iconic basketball school. Okay, this is a dynasty. Arkansas Razorbacks have with the Duke Blue Devils. If you want to go back to the Nolan Richardson. I would say well the thing is the last time we faced off against Duke was in nineteen ninety four. Yes. And if you don't know what happened against Duke in nineteen ninety four, the Arkansas Razorbacks won the national championship. Yep. And if you recall correctly, and this is, I've actually watched the 40 Minutes of Hell documentary for yeah. Nolan Richardson, the ESPN, really well done. True that. And that was one of the things was, going into that game, the Arkansas Razorbacks were considered the the dumber team. Yeah. The, the, they weren't as smart as those those boys at Duke. And that's <laughs> kind of the way this narrative is going again, where it's, we're Duke, we're going to – ESPN and CBS are going to shower us with love and affection. Well, just like they did with Gonzaga. Oh, but that's exactly what they do with Gonzaga. I mean, like, well, I think I think we even had it shared to our to, to the show's uh, social media stuff. Like, I'm so glad CBS had three 
Uh, yeah, they brought in an extra mic. Yeah, just they brought in Grant Hill hype. so that they can they can throw on a, a little more of that unbashed unabashed love for Gonzaga. Exactly. I mean, my gosh, I, 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 they laid it on so thick. I was down like, to the buzzer, and I don't know if they're doing you. it to build the hype if that team happens to lose, or if uh, they genuinely just look down upon anything that is not their their darlings. Yeah. Well, and there's a bias. We we've always said. And Arkansas fans have always said, and, and it's become increasingly evident, that there's, like, we don't get our respect. Like, Razorback, the, the Arkansas Razorbacks do not get their respect. Never. They, uh, they never have. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it would take to, for them to get a little bit of respect, say, especially considering the ass whooping that they put on Gonzaga last night. Yeah. I'm going to say what it was. Like, yeah, they I mean, won by hey, six, look, but that the, was. The, the points, did, the, the scoreboard did not. Gonzaga was not going to win that game. No, absolutely not. And look, Gonzaga, did, it's not like the Zags went out and played like scrubs or anything like that. No. They came out and they played their game. They came and, to play. And let me tell you something. I had to tell my wife even halfway through, I was like, I have to be careful talking all this smack. Because I'm actually a Drew Timmy fan. Like, Drew Timmy, I think, is a fantastic basketball player. Timmy uh, and Slenderman. Timmy. Yeah, Timmy and Slenderman. Of course, I mean, if you saw, once again, on my personal feed. You know what? That took off on social media and actually went somewhere. Timmy and Slenderman. I, I don't uh, know if they took it from you and then they just didn't give cred. But uh-huh. that took off on social media. And if you search it now, you'll see Timmy from South Park and Slenderman as uh, a that's duo. That's bogus, man. That was my joke. Anyway, yeah. whatever. I, it was probably someone else's way before it was mine. So I, I, But I didn't. It came out of my brain, but that doesn't mean it didn't yeah. already exist. Yeah, it didn't mean it somebody was a had an pretty, already yeah, I say it was already a pretty funny comparison. You but know? you got to remember that Peepaw is not as plugged into social media, <laughs> yeah, so you're not on Twitter right. like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. So uh, either way, man, um, the Hawks came out and, and they played the way that I knew that they could and the way that I knew that they would. Uh, J.D. Note, he put the team on his back. Hey, how about Trey Wade? Welcome to the show. Right. Trey Wade. Now, look, Trey has always been a very crucial part of – making everything work. But he's never stepped up into the spotlight, really, up until last night. Wow. Big number three for Razorbacks. Under a, lot of, uh, a lot of people were watching that game. Yeah. That's the number one team in the country, yeah. number one in the bracket. They're not just the number one seed. They're the number one overall. Yeah. And, and down goes Frazier. Yeah, down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. But we do have another mountain to climb now. Uh, so we have the, the, the Blue Devils. Uh, we've got the Duke Coach K's that we have to. I, go I can't to. even wear my Nikes right now. No, no. <laughs> Look, here's the deal: Duke is a dynasty school. Duke is where people go to play basketball. Okay, and I will not take that level of respect away from them. I'm also going to add something to that though: is they have another, uh, like, I, I, like another level of intensity coming, and that's that. This is Coach K's swan song, man. Yeah, this is it. The Razorbacks are looking to play spoiler to the perfect story. Yeah, and I look, I want that so much. Do you know how? Look, have you ever had your child try to tell you a story and you keep ruining it for them? Who is the ultimate troll? I know this to be absolutely oh true. Oh my god! Even if this wasn't Arkansas, if this was St. Mary's, I or would some, be begging would for him to be win, begging for him to beat the Dukies. Yeah, I'd be like, "Come on, beat them!" But and like I said, I want Coach K and the Blue Devils to get their respect that they have, that they've earned. That I mean, yeah, this is the Duke Blue he's Devils. Built a man. legacy there once he, you know, graduated. Yeah. What was that Army, and then went yeah. to Duke. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he graduated Army. He coached coached Army, Army and, and then, then went, went to Duke. Duke. He's been at Duke since 1985. 
Yeah. This man has been there for the better part of five decades. He's been there so, since before I was born. Yeah. And I'm old. Uh, four decades, excuse me. Four decades. Not five de- four decades, not Jesus, five decades. Jesus, how old do you think I am? Who? No, I was talking about, well, actually, it's how old do I think Coach K is? And the answer is 400. Methuselah. Yeah. But anyway, um, I just, but all I want now that we get to face off with him, I wish we faced him in the, in the final four or that we were in a different region than them so that we could make it a little further before we get them. But, you know, Elite Eight is what it is, and our region was a super tough one to win. Yeah, it's, a, um, it's not been an easy road to where they've No, gotten, no. Not at all. And, and, and I they think went through number one overall, I'm just yeah, saying. And all we got to do now is just take that same level of fight to, do, to, to the Blue Devils on Saturday. Bro, I'm telling you. Hey, if I, we win Saturday, I, I'm telling you, man, that's it. That's, that's a wrap. All I know is they just crapped all over my bracket entirely because I told you I had picked Gonzaga. Yeah, I know. But I also had picked Arkansas to lose, I think, the previous game, didn't I? I You had them. No, you you had them. No, I had them losing to the Zags. Yeah, Yeah. this was the game that I thought they were going to lose. Yeah, I say, no, you you gave them a little respect. I just just thought that Gonzaga was going to win, so I didn't. Well, why wouldn't you think that? It's Gonzaga. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean. Well, after what I saw last night, I have more faith in the Razorbacks than ever before because the performance that they did, that was a solid victory. Absolutely. Man, Audis, Tony, uh, and that dude is just. And I think Eric Musselman is turning himself into a superstar coach, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the television is starting to notice that there's star there. Yeah. And he's always had the potential in the past because he's got this personality. So I'm glad to see Coach getting his kudos. What I'm expecting now is that with our win tomorrow night against Duke, um, you're really going to see the torch being passed between coaches. And when it comes down to those iconic NCAA coaches, I think that you're going to see Duke Blue Devils, uh, Coach K and the Duke Blue Devils hand that torch to Eric Musselman and the Razorbacks. I think that, First off, I think Hunter Urechek will write whatever check it takes to keep, to keep Eric Musselman. To keep Musselman. Yeah, I think he would, and I think he'd be foolish not to. Um, but, I mean, if you can't tell, I am a big fan of everything Hunter Urechek has been doing on the Hill. As okay, far as, as him uh, taking hiring. care of business. Yeah, the way he's, the, the hires he, he's made with Eric Musselman, with Sam Pittman, with... Um, a long way from those awful Jeff Long days. Yeah, a- absolutely. Or even, well, you can't really say anything about people like... Frank Broyles had some fantastic hires in his day, but he was there for 400 years. Yeah. So, see, he was there from the dawning of the university, you know. So you had... The dawn of time. Yeah. So, you know, he was responsible for Nolan, you know. So, and that in and of itself, that's enough of a... To me, that's enough of a reputation. It's like, what'd you do? I hired Nolan Richardson. They're like, well, that's, that's a pretty good hire. Good job. Well, soon Hunter's going to be able to say, what'd you do? Yeah, I hired like, Eric Musselman. He'd be like, I hired Eric Musselman. And Sam Pittman. Yeah. And, you know. And. I can't remember the, the, can't, the, 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 the gymnastics coach. Yeah. She's, a, she's a gold medalist. Dang it, I can't remember her name. But he hired her. And what's she doing? Winning titles with the gymnastics team. Bro, if you seriously look it up sometime, the University of Arkansas is probably one of the most, I'm going to go straight Arkansas on this, is the winningest program that you can find out there. Just I, I believe been in it. The most... Just look at the track dynasty alone. The, yeah. the track records in themselves are akin to James Wooden numbers. Yeah, that he put up for UCLA. <laughs> so it's it's remarkable, especially considering that track team. What, what that was like for 
50 plus years where it was just dominance. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, like I said, it's just not, you know, track isn't relevant. And I'm like, okay, just because it doesn't draw the well, same viewers. I disagree. Track is very relevant. Yeah. If you don't believe us, listen to Friday's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true that. <laughs> All kinds of things are relevant in, yeah, whatever. Anyway, we'll, go, we'll just move past that. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, I see us. I see us coming in. I see us having another very hard-fought game against Duke. Uh, but I see us uh, progressing to the Final Four. And I, of course, you know where I see us progressing to. I see us being national champions. Yeah, that's you, the way you it is. You called your shot months. Yeah, ago. that's right. And I'm staying with it, baby. And it looks right now it's right on track. So uh, we'll move, you know, on past that. Past March the, Madness because we know our projections and where we got our. Predictions. Yeah, and at this point. There's no sense in. in touching uh, touch anything else, March Madness, because everyone's brackets ruined. So yeah, I got a message from ESPN: do a second chance, do over. It's like <laughs> no, no. It's at this point you're just it's pathetic. Yeah, it's like no, no. You don't understand. It all started when Kentucky went down. As soon as that happened, it was like down goes Frazier. Yeah, and and the rest of the bracket just crumbled. I mean, how about okay? How about Houston upsetting Arizona last night? I love that one. I have I, that one on my bracket. That's like did the, you one really? of the ones. I have Houston going pretty far. I think they had them going to the Zags and then losing. Or I really in the national championship. I game. think so. Yeah. Well, Houston's a good enough team. I definitely believe that. And there's a former Razorback, Reggie Chaney, is playing for them and having a, having a pretty good season. Um, neither here nor there. Not that I'm, you know, bitter. Uh, I'm I'm actually not. I, I think that move was good for Reggie Chaney. He I don't I don't he think didn't he would have fit here yeah, exactly. And I don't think he could have been that level of star at Arkansas because, like you said, it just he just didn't fit with what we were trying to do. Um, either way, man, congrats to Houston for upsetting the Wildcats of Arizona. I mean, that's a that's a tough win. I mean, that was a real tough win. It is. So it's going to be an exciting finish to the March Madness. Yeah, I mean, there are no more number ones, are there? They're all gone now. I think so. Baylor got beat out. Uh, Gonzaga lost last night. Arizona lost last night. Uh, and I don't know who the other number one seed was uh, in the Midwest. At, at this or point, seeding doesn't really matter. It's, <laughs> it's a over bunch, of, bunch of matchups till you get to the championship. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Only a few more to go. So, uh, touch NBA for a minute. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and switch uh, over to the NBA. Chris uh, Paul has come back, and yeah, man, CP3 the Suns are back doing what they've been doing. Oh, they just, they're going to be a problem. Uh, it looks like so is Golden State. Golden State's yeah. kind of putting it back together again. Yeah, they're starting to see it sneaky good. So. Yeah, what's great? Golden State, like Steve Kerr is like, hey, we're getting the band back together, and Steph was like, well, all right, let's do it. Well, you, they also have uh, Moody out there. Yeah, you man, Moses about- Moody. He's and he's going off. Yeah, he is. He's playing really well. So is uh, gosh, uh, Pool. I can't remember his first name off the top of my head for the Warriors. But he has really uh, stepped up his game as well. Yeah. Uh, so let let's not talk about great basketball. Okay, let's talk about mediocrity in the NBA. So let's talk about the Eastern Conference. Okay. I want one. So we don't want to we don't want to continue to talk about the West because it, it depresses me. I guess it makes you sad because you know <laughs> the team that we root for, yeah, has kind of shown its true colors as of late. Especially since you're only down one more player, and one player is not a difference between no. the way that they're performing. I mean, Lonzo Ball is a is a is a big time player. It's disappointing that he seems to be having setbacks on his rehab too. Yeah. Because and, they, we fully expected to have him back in a Bulls uniform on the court by now. Yeah. And well, I expected him back. I thought he'd be back before Caruso. 
Yeah. And, and then it got pushed, and I was like, okay, so him and Caruso should be coming back at the same time. Well, Caruso's been back two weeks. Yeah, and they're playing great. Caruso's doing, performing, and even uh, Paw is doing well. Patrick Williams yeah. is doing great out there. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, but, um, Patrick Williams looks good. Uh, it's just as a team, they're, they're not, not playing gelling. defense. They're taking bad shots. A lot of bad shots. And – they just don't. There's something about it. I don't. I can't say it's team chemistry because I watch the all access on their YouTube page, and they seem like they all get along. Seem so like they gel well. Not chemistry. They play. They well, but you can have good team bas- basketball chemistry. Yeah, I say you can have good team chemistry without having good court chemistry. Yeah, they don't seem to have good on court chemistry. I feel like the role players are too. Uh, indecisive. They won't make the shot. They'll defer the pass rather than try to take the the open shot because yeah. they don't trust themselves. Yeah, and, and and then it becomes the Zach Levine, Demar Derozan show. Yep, and you can't win like that. No, especially like I, the biggest. Um, I guess you can say taking your foot off the throttle. I've seen is Io Desumu. Uh, He's a rookie, man. I, I I know, but he man, he started coming out playing like a like a big dog, you know, like a veteran. Well, and he's also now in a backup role to Caruso that's, starting. That's true. So he's kind of stepped back. And you have to remember, though, that Dosumo came on like gangbusters. Yeah. And we didn't expect that. And then he had to guard the Trey Youngs of the league. Yeah. The Luka, Luka Dantich of yeah. the league. And try to keep up with them while also being a rookie in the NBA. So yeah. I think it's all kind of caught back up. Sure. And he is in the role that he needs to be in coming off the bench. I agree. But that's where having Lonzo Ball back would have made a huge difference because Lonzo is also a team leader and he plays defense. And it gives you another threat from three. It's very disappointing, these setbacks. But I'm looking at big picture here that I did not expect this much out of the Chicago Bulls this year. I thought that DeMar DeRozan was going to be a good hire or a good hire, a good sign. And he was someone that you should invest your money in because I thought star. But I didn't have expectations of championship this year. Right. And then they just came out of the gate in spite of the injuries, playing so well and yeah. meshing so well. That of course I got excited because it was sure yeah that's, that's, of the, that's what of we're, the nineties yeah well so here's the thing and and, and uh, I'll just kind of let you you tell me but like the way it kind of feels to me is like this is not our year this has been a good year but this is not our year I think that we're looking at a serious chance of being serious contenders yes next, next season. Year. Because you'll have people that are injured right now getting fully healthy, yeah, and you'll be able to cut trim some of this fat, cut some of sure. this dead weight that you've been carrying around. James Tony Harden. Bradley. Oh, uh, we were talking about fat. I was like, James Harden, get Matt out of Thomas. here. Yeah, Tony Brown Jr. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying these are some people that I think are the liabilities on the team because yeah. you have a solid foundation. And you can play up and you can work around the positions that you have because you have solid foundations with your DeMar, yeah. Levine. But uh, Vooch. Like, like we've already said, though, you got to give Levine his money. I that, mean, you're right. That's true because this is a contract season for him. He's a yep. free agent at the end of the year. And if you look across around the league, there are a lot of uh, shooting guards that are going to become available as free agents this upcoming season. Do you want to max out that money on Zach Levine and show him the loyalty that he's kind of earned considering when you traded for him, you he was a thrown in on the trade. He yeah. wasn't thought of anything. Yeah, right. So they got him from Minnesota, and he's turned himself into a perennial all-star. Well, I would say, and, and that's something that we, we've even uh, talked about last week 
was it? I mean, Zach Levine is the Chicago Bulls franchise player. I mean, here's the deal. If you think Chicago Bulls, most of the time, what's going to pop in your head is Zach Levine. He's like 24 years old, too. He's still young. Yeah, which still is so young. crazy to me. Yeah, well, actually, I think he's even younger than that. He may be 22 turning 23. He's pretty young. Like, he's a young now, man. I think Kobe. He, Kobe's the one that's 22, right? Yeah, Kobe, Kobe White and is I, 22. I, he's 20, uh, Zach Levine's either 24 or 25. Yeah, he's a little older than him. But it's, the thing is, is that is your your youth and your foundation. You're yeah. no sumus. The guys that are yeah. you're going to have for a while. Yeah, man. I mean, with Lonzo Ball... Lonzo Ball's young. You have him for three years. That's, yeah. You have to look at that as well with this injury. Is he may not make it back this season. If he's in the playoffs, I wouldn't risk hurting him if you're just no. going to have a first-round exit to Philadelphia. Yeah. So you let him heal, you let him rehab, and you come back next year because Lonzo Ball is with the Bulls for the next three years. And between having him, DeRozan, and you re-sign Levine – and if you can keep Vooch and, and these parts going, yeah, you're not going to let Caruso go. No, Caruso's with the Bulls. For We've all seen the tragic mistakes of the Lakers letting Caruso go. The, here's the other thing is Alex Caruso has become a cult hero in Chicago. Yeah. Yep. And they're, if you know the fan base would take a, a huge hit if they oh, yeah. let Alex Caruso I, I'm telling you, the Chi-Town loves He Alex gets Caruso. the biggest reaction, and that's even DeMar, you know, MVP, DeMar Rose. Yeah. So he still gets the largest reaction, and it's Alex Caruso, you know? Yeah, yeah. Off well, the bench. Let's, yeah, for real. The bald mamba, baby. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's talk about the MVP conversation for a minute. Uh, realistically speaking, who do you got? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. I, he's just dominating out there. I've personally watched him. Watch, I've watched him do it to Giannis and the Bucks. I've yep. watched him do it to the Bulls. I've just seen him just take games over. Yeah. And – James Harden is an afterthought, and it's a nice bonus perk to have him. Sure, but it's Joel Embiid show. And yeah, I like say it, if it you're if you're facing once again a franchise player, and, and if that's you're no thinking, disrespect to Joker out there in Denver. He's putting up crazy oh, yeah. numbers too. Nikola Jokic, yeah, he, yeah, man, he is putting up records of you know records that you haven't seen that are Wilt Chamberlain esque records. Yeah, but. Joel Embiid is the, there's something about him this year. This is his year. I think he's so. had it from the beginning, and I don't see anyone taking yeah, it from him. I, th- I think so. I, that's 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 where I'm going with it too. I, I would love to see Demar get it, um, but let's I think let's DeMar, be realistic. Yeah, I'm hoping Demar will get second team All NBA. Yeah, because I don't think he'll get first team, and third team seems disrespectful to me. Yeah, but well, because of it's Demar because of the season that he's yeah, put up as exactly. well. He had I mean, a re- I was on a record pace, and until you know the rest of the team decided they didn't know how to play zone defense, right? I, I it was his trophy to lose. <laughs> no, I agree with For that. The month of February it was his trophy to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you know, I, I think uh, I, I think I'm with you though. I see Joel Embiid uh, being league MVP this year, and, and I think he's earned it. I feel, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there, I don't have a lot of malice against Joel Embiid. Um, the only reason I really hated uh, Philly, so, well, I mean, it's Philly, but other than that, it, it was Ben Simmons, you know, even with old Chunky on there, who's not Chunky anymore. <laughs> like, hey, let me ask you that. How did that happen? Like, apparently, get traded to the 76ers and you get, bam, right back into shape. Do you think it was just I, because he hated where he was at so much? I think it's that he hated where he was at so much and he wasn't getting along with his teammates. That there yeah. was a separation there. Because, I mean, James Harden looks like James Harden again. It does seem, however, like Brooklyn has embraced Ben Simmons. 
Yeah, that, that that's they, okay. I hope they just continue to embrace him I, and his jump shot gets worse. I hope Ben Simmons turns it around and gets his head back in the game and I he improves not. that jump shot. But <laughs> I do not. I think he is garbage. But I, I at the moment, it's the Kevin Durant show. It, it has been I the man, Kevin and, Durant show. And, and, and that's KD's good, been putting on a show here lately. But Kyrie Irving is back. Yeah, and now man. New York says he can play. Yeah. So I, I'll say <laughs> so this. He's dropping these 60-point games on people. People yeah. better watch out. This Nets yeah. team is about to go off. Yeah, it, for real. And I, look, you Kyrie get ben, has been the missing And you get Ben piece. Simmons involved in this yeah. and him doing what he does best, being yeah. a defender, because he is hands down one of the best defensive players yeah. in the league, no doubt. I, I, it's I'll the agree. jump shot it, it hurts and the free me, throws need need work. But for what Ben Simmons does, he brings that to the table, and yeah. you have Embiid, and you have – or not Embiid, excuse me, and you have Durant, and yep. you have Kyrie, yep. you're unstoppable on offense. Yeah. I would say, I, I, think that, I, I think that the Harden thing was, was not a good fit. I think they're and, – and look, it is what it is. I think when you get Durant – Trying, to, trying a, to fit a round thing in a <laughs> – a very round thing in a square thing. <laughs> He's trying to fit a, a large round peg and. I mean, it's still a round <laughs> hole, but that peg is fat. <laughs> so, it just won't fit. We yeah. have poo situation going on. That peg's fat. Anyway. No, I, I, I'm really shocked as well how much weight loss that he did, but it seems like he... I mean, um, he looks like James Harden. He I mean, looks like, like James Harden again, yeah. and I like that. Yeah. I like the fact that he seems happy and healthy again. I hate the fact that it seems like he quit on someone else again. Yeah. Because that's been the, the Th- thing that's, that's, his followed, that's followed him around, and I hate that he lived up to it, but I wish him nothing but the best as far sure. as getting his his game back and, and being James Harden again. Yeah. Because I know that whenever he was fat James Harden and he looked like Mark Henry from the <laughs> WWE, that was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Like his his last year with the Rockets, so he like looked like uh Tim Allen in the in the Santa Claus. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh man. Uh yeah, so I, I don't know. Um and pretty much like if we shifted back over to the Western Conference, we'd just say like these men know how to play basketball. Pretty so, much. That uh, it's, uh, even the Lakers are, are creeping up on everybody right now. Which it's, is disgusting. In spite of Russell Westbrook, who, again, is sneakily climbing up like the all-time scoring list. Nobody's paying attention yeah. to this because you just forget how good Russ used to be. Yeah, right. But I, I'm just saying watch out for Lakers right now because LeBron James is having one of the best seasons he's had, and people yeah. aren't paying any attention to it. No, and, and same because reason. Because the Lakers like, suck. Yeah, because the Lakers have sucked, and, and LeBron's – uh, off court, I'm not even gonna say antics because it's not like an antic. It's just you know he's living his life loudly the past few years. That makes it sound different than what it actually is too. That's not what I meant. Uh, Loud and proudly. Yeah. No. He's, no. He's, uh, no. No. Uh, it's worse. Okay. Oh, it got worse. He's no, been outspoken about his opinions, yes, about his personal opinions. His personal opinions have become more. He's become more yeah, vocal, right? And so that led to people like me, you know, being like, "No, I like you as a basketball player. I don't. I don't care that you're an activist. I think it's great that you're an activist, but when you're on ESPN, just like." You know, basketball, let's do basketball. And, and that opens up that debate of, we you know, if that's their platform, are they going to use their platform, how it, they use their yeah. platform, and it, how people feel about it. I there are some say, people exactly. that don't like, they don't like their uh, politics and their real world interacting with their escape. Yeah. And that's what sports is for a lot of sure, people. Sure, yeah. But there's also those that can, there's not 
a point not to say that that is a an opportunity for them to voice an opinion and get it to a larger audience. Well, but that's the whole thing is that even me, I'm you know, I'm talking to myself here. Yeah. Like you have to understand that these athletes are not just athletes. They are human beings who do have opinions and that do have feelings and that do, you know, they are human beings. So like they have a platform, they're going to use it to voice their personal opinions and things. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, but at the same time, just like me putting my opinions out on this, I have to be open to criticism on people saying like, ah, no one wants to hear you. Okay, well, yeah. turn me off. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It, it, well, there's that well, is that there's, just like you said, that if because he's vocal and decided he wanted to take a polarizing stance on things, yeah. he has to suffer or deal with yeah, the Yeah, with the consequences of that people While who there do. were people that will side with him and support sure. him. yeah. And you know, you we we can't not address. You know, I'm I've, I'm like minded with him in a lot of ways. Sure, yeah. So there are those that side with him. However, you have to know that you're going to segregate your audience, and yeah. some people are going to just you're going to lose them. Yeah. Because you've lost the connection that they used to have before they knew that about you. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the things is I don't want that to ever get in way or influence anybody. As if you want to like be around me, as sure. I don't want that to be something that influence you because I'm not ever going to be obnoxious about it. Yeah, I say. But that, but that's the big. But I'm the, using my platform in a different way. Sure, but that, that, there's there's a difference in putting your opinion out there for people to hear it and to be like, okay, I either do or don't want to be around this person. But the way you put your opinion out there, because I know you personally, and mo- anyone who listens to the show knows you well enough by now, to where they know that you're going to put your opinion out there, and they're not. They, no one has to get cut off from that, right? Because you're like, this is what I believe. I'm like, well, I don't believe that, and you're like, okay, well, we just don't agree. Yeah. Well, you know, with other people, like, and because they come out and say it, like, like LeBron James has, you know, it's like, if you disagree with me, don't be around me, all this kind of stuff. Like, that, so that in itself, yeah, yeah, it's very bombastic and it's aggressive. It, it, exactly. And it's antagonizing and a lot of things that's off putting. Yeah. Because, like, like with like, me on a lot of I don't, the, I don't like that you're, uh, you, you know, you, you're either with me or you're against me. Yeah. It's like, it's so, like no, nah, that's not true. Because, because, like, what if you fall down? That means I can't help you up. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I don't want to see you fall. Right. I, and, and and anybody who disagrees with me, like, if they like, let's just, let's look at it like this: someone who you, you and I we disagree on a lot of things politically speaking and all that kind of stuff. We, we won't stay on this very long, but like, you trip and fall on the street, and I reach out my hand. You're like, you disagree with me. Don't touch me, you damn dirty ape. And I'd be like, well, all right, bye. You know what I mean? Ain't no skin off my nose, whatever, yeah. bye. Yeah, I made the effort. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's it's the same thing. If you disagree with me, then you have to stay away from... No, 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 no. Let's just disagree and be like, okay, listen, uh, you know, with LeBron, he could be like, listen, white guy, you're not going to ever understand what it's like yeah. to be a black guy. And I could be like, listen, you're probably right, but listen, black guy, not every white guy hates you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and once and you can like, join wait, hands wait, on, wait, 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 wait. You want peppers on your pizza or not? Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. Let's just, we had that conversation. It's over with. So do you want extra cheese or not? Yeah, I mean, it's like, what the question is, yeah. damn, man, and yeah, are you going like, halves on this? Yeah, I, mean, I just need to know, like, LeBron, you got more money than me. Are you going to buy the pizza or am I? I don't yeah, know. That's all I need to know here because <laughs> at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because we are human beings and that's we it. should be able to coexist. Exactly. So the, the long version of a very short point is, uh, you know, these guys are still people. And they're going to have opinions. So, I mean, just kind of keep that in mind. Like I said, I'm talking to myself because I'm I'm notorious for, oh, is that right? Yeah, well, yeah we, we say that, and then next year he comes out <laughs> and he's washed. It's like, I told you so. I told you sucked. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't like, like I think LeBron is, a, is I, an egotistical <laughs> 
is, yes. is really the reason I'm yes. not a big fan of his. No, no, that's uh, the oh god. It's the reason I don't like Isaiah Thomas, bro, is because he seems <laughs> phony and fake. And then there was also those New York general manager allegations, things that happen. Yeah, well, but, I mean, as far the way he comes across and has always come across with the things that he said going way back into the 80s, yeah. he seems like he's uh, two-faced. Yeah. So I don't like that about him, so that's the reason yeah. that I am. And he, you know, dominated Chicago Bulls, which was that yeah. in itself. But that's Playing the reason, on that bully piston team, That's boy. the reason I don't like Isaiah Thomas, yeah. but I can't not say that Isaiah Thomas isn't in my conversation for one of the greatest players of all oh, time. Oh, absolutely. Because he played ball like nobody I've ever seen play ball. There's, there's nobody that's ever emulated him to where it's like, oh, he's playing just like Isaiah Thomas. Because no, right. Zeke did it his way. Yeah. Yeah, that was... so it that's the same same thing. It's just it's not a political reason I don't like him. Right, I don't yeah. like him because, like you said, he seems like <laughs> right. Uh, all right, so we'll move past the NBA, uh, NFL. I, I I would say on the NFL, like there's still not much to talk about. Like wh- nobody knows what's going to happen, but we did know this: Tyreek Hill is now on the Dolphins, and he got mother <laughs> pay. Like wow, right. Bro. Like so much money, and Miami's like, yeah, we'll. It's Tyreek Hill. We'll pay him. Yeah, we'll no, pay him. No, we'll pony up. No, I, no I say, doubt. Now, who's uh, going to throw him the ball? Is it Tua? I don't. Uh, I don't know if Tua know, is the one to do it. You want to know bro. what the rumor mill is saying right now? Now, this is just rumor mill, and right. it's only blowing up in like social media world. Rumors are that the Dolphins are targeting trying to find a way to trade to get Brady from Tampa Bay. Laugh bro. at it what you will, but they would have to trade so much of their roster. To try to get him. They would only play with 11 people. They would only have 11 people. Everyone would be playing offense and defense. That's it. Tom Brady's the kicker, too. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, but that's – think of a concept, though, if they had a better quarterback in Miami to try to get the ball to him. Sure, but, I mean, my gosh. But but it comes down to the same thing we talked about with Dallas getting rid of Amari Cooper. They got rid of him – like, they traded him for – for nothing, like a fifth round draft pick or, or for yeah. five, excuse me, five draft picks. Yeah. I'm like, bruh, that's Tyreek Hill. Yes. What are you doing? Like, yes. And he's why the- would you not get rid of like Patrick Mahomes or something? I mean, because you got to think if I own the Kansas City Chiefs, I am looking for a reason to never have anyone connected to Patrick Mahomes at the stadium again. I'd be like, tell your little brother he can't come back. Tell your girlfriend she can't come back. It's done. Keep them away from here. They are obnoxious and they are driving down ticket sales. Yeah, I think it's gonna. This is gonna severely hurt the uh, Kansas City Chiefs' chances yeah. of getting back to the Super Bowl. Oh, now, absolutely. You I got rid of your biggest every, target. Yeah, I understand everything that Patrick Mahomes brings to the. The, the table here as a star athlete, great quarterback, good decision maker. Sure. Who's he going to throw the ball to now? <laughs> Travis that, Kelsey? That was his number one target. That yeah. was his man. That was the one that would save – that was his Amari Cooper if he yeah. was stacked. Yeah. That was his uh, security blanket. Right. And I, who's he going to check down now too? Because his uh, check down is now his number one. Yeah. But I, I, my whole thing is just like, what, you're going to go – like the only thing they have now is Travis Kelsey at tight end. Like that's all you got. What are you? What are you gonna do? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it baffles me. It's just like the decision that uh, le- the Green Bay Packers losing their best Devontae Adams. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't so understand you, it. How you let just that so happen. you can pile money on Aaron Rodgers? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of Aaron Rodgers, but what? What are you doing? 
This I dude I has literally. Got, I don't know who got blindsided worse, if it was uh, Patrick or if it was uh, Devonte. Uh, who knows? I mean, of course, Devontae's getting paid too. Let's let's not play broke peasant with him. Yeah, he just signed a one forty one over five with. Uh, yeah, up until Tyreek, he was number one. Yeah, highest compensated wide receiver of all time. What did Tyreek end up getting? Tyreek Hill was 120 million four years, including oh. 72.2 million guaranteed. Yeah, I say it was a lower amount, but it was also a less amount, of, like a, a smaller amount of time. So he got 120 something. You said yes, over four, over four, and a 72 guarantee. 72 guarantee. What a wow! What a paycheck. Yeah, I'm trying to go far enough back where we can see Devontae's. His was 141 and a quarter over five. I remember because I was like 141.25 million over five years was pretty insane. Yeah. Didn't uh, uh, Vaughn, uh, uh, man, what? Vaughn, Vaughn uh, Miller? Yeah, Vaughn Miller. Didn't he get a big paycheck going to Buffalo? He did. Yeah. He absolutely did. There's That's what's been crazy about this offseason is so many things are happening so rapidly, so quickly, and as you're, you turn around, you blink twice, and one of your favorite players is now playing in a completely different team. Yeah. A new team. You don't, yeah, at a different time What zone. happened? <laughs> you know? It's like, wow, what happened? It's like, hey, Brady came back. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, like, I'm a little upset with Adam, okay? Schefter. Yes, if he would have kept his mouth shut – we could have started our lives of football without Tom Brady. But no, now we got another yeah. year of, oh, I've got unfinished business. Bruh. What if Tom what? Brady could be out there playing pickup games with MJ? Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, right? But look, here's my whole thing. Like when it comes to Tom Brady making the whole unfinished business remark, I'm like, bruh, you've got like six rings, two MVPs. Like, what? What else do you want? Like, what do you mean unfinished business? You went to Tampa and in your first year won the Super Bowl. Yeah. What else do you want? I got unfinished business. No, what you got is a family you don't want to spend time with. Like, we can be honest. I mean. <laughs> and he's uh, got a competitive <laughs> issue. Yeah. He's so competitive to the point that he just can't stop competing. It's yeah, the same it, thing that Michael had. It's why he came back out of retirement a second time. But you know what? I didn't agree with that either. As a as a as big of an MJ fan as I am, but whenever he came back, you yeah. don't like to think about. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. He still came dunk, back. Missed the dunk in like the All Star game. It's just a doink. <laughs> yeah. Well, but here's the deal. Overall, Mike was still playing at a high level in DC, but it just it didn't sit right. It was like, bro, you retired the first time. Played a little bit of baseball. That didn't work out great. And then you came back, and we were all happy to see it. And on top of that, you came back, and you started just stacking up champs again. You forgot whenever he went and hung out with the Looney Tunes and saved the world. That is true. I did forget that Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, and a ragtag group of Looney Tunes saved the world from extraterrestrials. Yes. And uh, I just want to say thank you to those brave Looney Tunes and, Michael and Mike. Jordan. And not to mention... Uh, Newman from Seinfeld for, for some, some reason. reason. Yeah. Bill Murray. And, and, and Larry Bird. So, yeah. Larry Larry is not white. Larry is clear. What's Chevy Chase doing here? <laughs> this, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. Dan Aykroyd's in this movie? Oh, that was funny. That's really that good stuff. It is. Um, there's other sports, right? There, uh, there is. Yeah. Uh, 
Major League Baseball, spring training still popping. Yeah. Yankees are kind of putting it together, but we don't know what's going to really happen. Uh, we're, we're a long ways from, Way from seeing the Yankees start to do any kind of real winning. Uh, they've got to do their winning midseason, not in the postseason by any means, and certainly not in the beginning either. Because... <laughs> oh, hey, that's another thing, man. Uh, okay, so... I know, okay, you're the wrestling fan here, right? Okay. So I heard it was just something that came up like a like a, a reel or a TikTok video or something, right? And they just used the the, the audio, and it was the John Cena, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, yeah, right. So why is it in my head? My brain works so weird, right? So I hear the ba ba da ba. And then my brain says, like, why do I go to prices right from that every time? John Cena. I don't know why, but it happens. I don't know. Did you have one too many sick days as a child? <laughs> Maybe so, bro. I'm telling you, hanging Some out at grandma's, <laughs> watching prices right. But you got to watch prices right before Young and the Restless comes on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but that does that does move us into. Um, Talking about uh, the WWE. Um, yeah, we had just saw some breaking news right before we started our recording. Yeah. Legendary professional wrestler Triple H has announced his full retirement from, uh, from active wrestling. Now, this isn't surprising considering he hasn't been like a steady on-screen performer wrestling week, week in, week out for a very long time. He would do one-off matches like WrestleMania. But what this is meaning is that he's stepping away from television on-screen role as well. He's not going to be an on-screen figure that you see very often. He's taken a full back step of step back from all of it, and it's because he recently had a massive heart attack and had heart surgery. Oh man! Yeah, it was pretty scary there for a little bit. And during the time that he lost his, uh, you know, wasn't able to work because he was, you know, recovering, and he's been recovering for a while. Uh, the NXT brand that he had helped develop from the ground up, which has been their developmental brand for the longest time, but it's also its own separate brand from the WWE, Vince McMahon and the higher-ups have come through and completely gutted that. They've changed it from the ground up. It used to be you know, shot darker. Now it's very bright. Everything is lit up and colorful. Uh, it was black and gritty, and there was a lot of metal. You could hear uh, metal was the theme music on a lot of the events and the and the pay-per-views, the premium live events. And then now it has just transitioned to you know more hip-hop. Uh, the theme song music is no longer metal. It's now a hip-hop song by Wale. Okay. So right, it's, right. They, they've just transitioned. They used to go out on the independent circuit, and they would find the the hottest independent wrestling names that were out there that were a buzz, and they would bring these guys in and kind of create a character around that and write storylines, and hopefully that character would then take that role to regular WWE programming. Well, now they've made a step back, and they're no longer hiring those young independent wrestlers. They're now hiring prospects. They're hiring uh, you know, models and former athletes that may have been professional football players that didn't quite make it. Sure, and yeah. And they're trying to transition to well, something Well, I mean, but else. that's what happened with, like, Dwayne Johnson, right? He yes, played at the University exactly. of Miami. Exactly. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to develop in-house talent like a John Cena. Okay. Or a, or a you know, Rock. Not, yeah. The thing about that, though, is, like, the people that built the WWE's backbone were veteran independent wrestlers that built their legacy by learning how to be wrestlers and then Vince McMahon and his product 
making them entertainers and stars on television. Yeah. So, yeah. but in the instance of like The Rock, where homegrown talent, there is something to be said about that, and I think that's where they've pivoted their their perspective. And some of the on screen, uh, you know, television itself has taken a, a hit because of it because you're losing some of the the quality performances you're seeing in the matches because sure. you're now having inexperienced pretty people as opposed to talented independent wrestlers who'd been doing it for 13 years in right. you know gymnasiums across the country right yeah that nobody's doing the, the, the sideshow yeah, act yeah, for a exactly. while yeah exactly traveling show independently so the, now we live in a world where there's an alternative there's AEW that exists yeah all elite wrestling exists on Turner channels TNT and yeah. TBS so if you do want to follow a product that is closer to that older independent wrestling style, yeah, and AEW's. you'll see your guys like Sting and, yeah. and these guys, Christian Cage, the Hardy Boys, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, these guys all work for AEW, and you'll see that wrestling style that you may be used to, and you have an alternative with the WWE, which is all of the pop and circumstance in the show. Right. So you have an alternative to, to choose from there, and there's always the fun wars kind of like there used to be whenever we were kids between the two brands yeah but, like the wcw verse yeah uh, and there, and there, there is a lot of competition there it's just sure. for the most part they exist in in separate spheres because one product is so vastly different than the other right because wwe is sports entertainment yeah. i believe last year i saw some match where zombies came out and dragged a wrestler out of the <laughs> arena <laughs> oh, okay. and you're not going to really see that in the in the aew where because it's more, it's more... In, in competitive wrestling yeah. right i got you you're Which... gonna get your gimmicky crap because that yeah, is sure. pro wrestling because yeah, it's it still is that it's wrestling yeah but you're also going to have higher quality performances in ring the matches will be really exciting yeah and in the wwe you're going to get a lot of show yeah and there's something to be said that there's a lot of fun and a lot of show I yeah mean, sure is. sure i would say like I, I you know i don't follow it at all anymore uh but you know as, as a kid I, I always liked it and everything and you know it's cool and of course i always like the um uh, the South Park episode where they... Oh, did wrestling? Yeah, did backyard oh, dramatic wrestling. Dramatic yeah. storylines. Yeah, so you can addicted to like, You can really thank Vince McMahon for some of some of that, that he did. He did change it from a carny professional wrestling where it was closer to where they were trying to fake a sport to now it, it is, you know it's entertainment going in. Yeah, and that's its whole this is purpose. a show. He's always said that he may he doesn't make he doesn't put on a wrestling show he makes movies yeah he puts on you know these elaborate ridiculous over the top extravaganzas yeah because that's what he wants to present he wants his legacy to be that rather than yeah I was a pro wrestling promoter, which feels to him like a carny. Yeah, like a carnival barker. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like it's Come on over here, step circus, up and watch. Which there's something to be said. That's what professional wrestling was founded in, is in carnies. Yeah. I mean, it goes all the way back to look at the terminology that's used by the indies inside, the insiders, like a mark. The reason that wrestling fans that know the inside stuff are called marks is because back in the carny days, whenever you would walk up to someone, uh, the, the carny would walk up to you, touch your arm, and mark you with perhaps chalk. That way, the rest of the carnies know that, hey, this guy right here, this is your guy, this is your target. You've been marked. So it's it, it, just the terminology go harkens back to just hokey carny stuff. So yeah. it is what it is. It's founded yeah. It's founded in carnival folk, and it will always be <laughs> beloved by us carnival folk. That's right, and we are grounded <laughs> in our carnival ways, all right? I love funnel cake, all right?
All right, guys. So I hope you like the uh, the you know the sports show thing we're going on. I'm going to go ahead and remind you again. Uh, right now, we're just kind of like calling it sports talk with Hoot and BT. Uh, you guys, man, we're actually looking to our listeners to name this show. So send us a message, send us an email, send us whatever you can to uh, get us something going as far as a, a title for this show. Uh, but neither here nor there. Uh, hope you enjoyed. You can find us at the Hoot Hob Show on all the socials and all that good stuff. Uh, so from BT and myself, uh, you know, we're going to enjoy this seventh inning stretch and bid you good night. Uh-huh.